Debbie Georgiatis. Welcome to my show, America Can We Talk. Today, we're going to talk about why are there crowds at Clay Clark events? Joy and Matt Thayer join me in studio on the Reawakened Tour film. They're part of Spiral Pictures. They are Spiral Pictures and the leftist agenda killing America. And of course, I'll tell you why these stories matter to you. Stay tuned. Debbie Georgiatis, host of America Can We Talk, is an author, attorney, and political analyst whose mission is to inspire the American political conversation about preserving liberty in the best country on earth. America Can We Talk is sponsored by GC Works, a Dallas-based company performing advanced technology research in the oil and gas industry. Yeah, hello again and welcome to America Can We Talk and to today's First Five. I'm Debbie Georgiatis. You may have heard about these events all around the country, reawakened tours. They're essentially sponsored by or organized by Clay Clark. And I want to tell you about this one coming up here in Texas. We're in Dallas area where I live and I'll be speaking at it on Saturday. But this, these events, I noticed even among conservatives, you have kind of a surprising array of reactions. Some people like, well, who is this guy? And other people love that guy. I don't know about that guy. I just want to tell you a little bit about him. I'm gonna start by saying that the reason I even know about him at all was because of the interview that many of you probably watched on this show last year. I even remember the date, July 2nd. Dr. Richard Bartlett, a doctor here in Texas uh, in the Midland, Odessa area. I literally met him at a political function the night before that. And this is when COVID was still really scary, July of 2020, you know, a lot of lockdowns happening. And after this event, where I spoke, somebody came up and said, you should meet this guy in the audience. This guy is a doctor and he actually has found an effective way of treating COVID. And so, I mean, I didn't even know this guy from Adam. We had a great conversation. I said, you know, if you can stay overnight, love diving the show tomorrow. So he basically came on the show on July 2nd and went through his story of being an emergency room physician and he's in Midland and he, he'd been told essentially, CDC, uh, all the organizations, NIH, were telling doctors the protocol was if someone comes into the emergency room with COVID, we have no effective treatments for them. Send them home, you know, drink chicken soup, take a nap, you know, and if you're dying, can't breathe anymore, come on back in and we'll admit you to the hospital. That was essentially all that the uh, advice being given was for, to doctors. And this Dr. Bartlett is a, just a wonderful human being. And he said, he, so he's working in the emergency room and sure enough, he, he had a couple of COVID patients come in. What had occurred to him that the way that COVID seems to impact the lungs is the same thing that more or less happens to patients who suffer from asthma and that there is a very inexpensive treatment that is used and has been around for decades. In fact, it is so mild and safe and long time tested that even young children with asthma use it, inhaled budesonide. So that's what he prescribed for these patients who came in the emergency room gave them inhaled budesonide, and lo and behold, you know, one of the panic people felt with COVID was they couldn't breathe. And obviously the scariest thing imaginable, you literally can't breathe. So he, he did that and he discovered it was very, very effective. And he'd had many cases. In fact, by the time he's on my show that first time, he'd had patients come into his practice. A word was spreading in central Texas, you know, if you have a real problem with COVID, you should go to Dr. Bartlett. So he comes on my show, tells his whole story, and the, that interview in particular went viral. In fact, I happen to know went all the way to the White House. M many, many uh, members of Congress saw it. And the, the amazing reaction where you think you would have these people saying, wow, this is the greatest thing ever, awesome. Instead, the Texas State Medical Board called him in. He, this was the one of numerous examples, numerous instances in his life where he was uh, questioned, uh, threatened with some kind of punishment because he was advocating using something that the CDC had not had said you can't use for COVID. So that's Dr. Bartlett. Somehow that interview came to the attention of Clay Clark, who is a talk show host in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I don't remember the exact sequence, but you know they reached out and said, hey, you want get to get this guy, Dr. Bartlett? I said, oh yeah, I mean, Dr. Bartlett's happy to talk to people. So I put them in touch. This is how I came in touch with Clay Clark. Clay Clark has actually, his original uh, role in media was to really talk about business and the opportunities for people to be successful in business. He coaches people, helping them to learn how to be successful in business. 
As COVID developed though, Clay Clark was, he has this really inquisitive mind, this determination to figure things out and not just let problems lie. So now I want to tell you, so this is so I, that's how I end up with Clay connected to him at all. You know, he's been on my show, I've been on his show and he began these tours around the country. I'm going to save most of the story about the tours for the next segment with our guests. But I sent to Mr. Becker um, a series of clips and this is just a tiny little clip of the uh, Clay Clark, which is basically what he's like, why he is the way he is. So if you, this is clip three, Mr. Becker. I went through school and it just wasn't positive for me. I don't recall enjoying it. And then I discovered business. Everybody at school wants gum and no one has gum. If I sold everyone gum, I could make some money. My, my whole brain works, find a problem, there's four steps. Find a problem, solve the problem, sell the solution, nail it and scale it. So when I'm like 14, 13, I'm selling gum in quantities. I'm going to Sam's in bulk. And then the, the principal calls me and says, uh, Mr. Clark to the principal's office, Mr. Clark to the principal. I'm like, what is going on? He, Sir, are, Clay, are you selling gum? I go, I am selling gum. He said, you can't sell gum. I said, okay, I'll stop. Then I found out people wanted cassette tapes. Remember Millie Vanilli, Paula Abdul? Everybody wanted, it's like, straight up, now tell me, do you really want to love me forever? And people always wanted that Millie Vanilli. Blame it on the rain that was falling. And then we had tapes, cassette tapes. So I bought a cassette. I'm like a 13-year-old kid. I'm, I'm high-speed dubbing tapes. You got you got the tape? I got the tape, so I give you the tape. I'm not selling drugs, but it's kind of like a drug thing. It's illegal tapes. So I'm giving you tape. $15 and I'm buying more tapes. I got this black market candy and music career going on. And then when I went to the worst event of my entire life was the Students Against Drunk Driving. The people planning Students Against Drunk Driving were drinking vodka during their water bottles and in class. So I put my hand up, I said, Miss Page, I think that that DJ was terrible. She says, well, why? I said, you can't play Cotton Eye Joe after Regulate. That's why no one's dancing. The guy's horrible and he's like in his 50s and he's a chain smoker. All right, ladies and gentlemen, up next, uh, our next song, it's gonna be an incredible hot song. It's called Regulate. <laughs> and he goes and smokes. That kid gets ridiculous. Anybody could do better. So she says, well, if you can do better, then you do it yourself. And I said, I will. So we've never had more than 300 kids attend a dance, approximately. For every student that comes after 300, can I keep the door? I'll take care of the food. I'll take care of the beverages. I just want $5 per person that comes in after 300 and all the food and beverage. She says, it's on, Mr. Clark. I go, oh, it's on. So I'm passing out flyers, and I didn't know you couldn't invite other schools to your school dance. The night of the event happened, the people show up, and there's maybe a thousand kids, where there should be like 300 kids, and they're not from our school. And the energy is epic now. So we started something called Make Your Life Epic, and that's what Clay does is coaches people and their businesses and helps them grow their businesses. He sees patterns like no one I've ever met in my life. Okay, you, that was a tiny little excerpt from a very lengthy little piece that was about him. And the reason I wanted you to see that is this is the guy who's organizing these reawakened tours. And he focuses, he gets great speakers, uh, names you all heard in these Reawaken America tours. You know, they focus on COVID, vaccination policy, um, you know, uh, vaccine passports, loss of freedom, religious freedom. Uh, they focus on all sorts of issues, but they really are about the idea of waking Americans up. And part of what happens when people go is that not just that they learn, they do of course learn, but they feel validated. They feel like, wow, all these other people are here and they're agreeing with me and they're clapping. This is great, I'm not alone because sometimes the mainstream media mob can make you feel if you're just sitting in your home, like you're the only one questioning things. And these, these uh, amazing events he's holding around the country help you realize that. I'll close out the first five by saying this. One reason I'm thrilled he's focused on the vaccines, vaccine mandates, vaccine passports, is because of where we are headed in this country if we don't have people informed, willing to speak up, willing to stand up. Uh, two little examples of that. 
at the summit I hosted last year, this year in September, just a few months ago, I hosted our uh, Women for Freedom Summit here in, in Texas. One of our speakers, a fabulous doctor in Houston who's treated successfully an entire nursing home filled with COVID patients. Uh, I mean, literally brought them from very ill to health using hydroxychloroquine and the other related things. I always forget the names of them, but the gist of it is they didn't go to the hospital, they didn't die. He spoke at our summit and he said, you have to understand, he's talking about the national healthcare policy makers, the Fauci's, the NIH, CDC, FDA, and the people in the medical establishment in America. This is Dr. Robin Armstrong. You can, in fact, you can hear his speech still at our website, americacanwetalk.org. Click on his name, Dr. Robin Armstrong, hear his speech. What he said was, understand this COVID emergency, this vaccine mandate, this vaccine mania will never end. They are never going to let it end until we make them. And I think that is 100% true. Actually, that was something that was in a speech recently by the uh, head of the New Zealand government, Prime Minister uh, Jacinda Ardern, actually said that in a speech over the weekend. Basically, the idea is, there, she said, there will be no end, there will be no end to the program of booster shots for COVID. So I love that Clay Clark's doing this. I love he's just, and he has, I mean, I have a list of events I could run through into all the ones he's done and sold out everywhere around the country, more coming up. But that's who Clay Clark is. And now, we, as we turn to our guests, we're going to be talking about how they are trying to help capture what the reawaken tours are all about what clay clark is doing because you can even if you cannot attend an event you can hear what these speakers have to say and that my very fine friends is today's first five so i'd mentioned we have guests are in studio which is always fun uh, so they're here with us we have joy and matt thayer and very quickly I introduce them uh, they are working on these uh, series of films the reawaken uh, tour films uh, these are actually, the, they have a company together called Spiro, S-P-E-R-O, Spiro Pictures, um, and they are also the creators of the Trump I Know. I'll tell you very briefly, um, they have a company called, um, I'm, anyway, I'm going to tell you what they do. They are co-owners of Spiro Pictures, Joy, who's here, is the head producer, has her degree in media communications, uh, a lot of experience in front of the camera and behind the scenes. Matt thrives at being a visual storyteller. He's a director, writer, editor, special effects artist. Uh, Joy has a long list of films which she has been involved at some level in producing. These are professional production people, professional, professional film people trying to capture the reawakened tour and what Clay Clark is doing. So with that, I'd like to introduce you to our guests today. We have Joy and Matt Thayer. Hello. Hello. Thanks Hello, Debbie. Thank us. you so much for having us here. It's a wonderful corner office you have yeah. here. It's beautiful. It is a wonderful. I'm going to start saying that. That's a good line. It is a corner <laughs> office. And, you know, we have people saying, I think you should get rid of that uh, track in the background of, of traffic. No, that's actually really traffic. That's actually a yeah. serious road here in Dallas. So, okay, I would really want to let you just kind of rock and roll and tell us what you're doing with the Reawaken tour and the films. I think I guess I'll start with you, Joy. Yeah. Um, so what it, just tell us what this project's all about and why you're doing it. Yeah, so we, um, we got introduced to Clay through our friends over at the Flyover Conservatives. And um, Matt had given Clay a call. We were talking to him about some production stuff in Tulsa. And he said, hey, I, you guys are filmmakers and I watch the Trump I know. And I have an idea to help get the, get the news out there. And at this point in time, Clay had started doing the reawakening tours. And he had an end date in mind because he thought he could get the word out there. He thought he could share what these doctors are saying and what these different people are saying. And then the, the documentary would kind of go and live beyond that and reach other people. Yeah. What we're finding is that the tours are going to continue um, for a couple of reasons. Because, one, it, it, it lets you know you're not alone. There's other people that are seeking the truth, and you find community. And, two, and so, because General Flynn said so. And, and, well, and General <laughs> Flynn said so. But the documentary itself, we decided we were going to do four parts to it. So the first one is kind of the back background of who Clay is. It, it orients us that didn't know who he was prior to this and that he was this amazing business owner and everything. And then the next episode that we're working on right now is on medical tyranny. And so we had a, we've got so many amazing doctors in there. Uh, Tom Renz, the lawyer, is in there. And then the following episode will will be on election 
fraud. election fraud and just moving forward and what's going to happen with that. And then the, we'll end everything with just talking about some resources and tools and, and everything. There's a lot of people out there that just feel very helpless, very hopeless, and that our world is going to hell in a handbasket. And we, um, we believe that we serve the God of the universe and that he has a purpose and a plan and that we are not alone and that he's going to take care of us. And so our goal is to actually empower people and say, you know, if you don't know your maker, meet your maker and trust him and that he, he knows what's going on in the world. I love that. I just love that. You actually chimed in briefly to mention uh, General Michael Flynn, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, is often a speaker at these, mm -hmm. and he's kind of, I don't know, not exactly the brains of the operation, but he's the inspiration of it. You know, he's the one who's saying, because he knows what he had to go through yeah. dealing with what I call the deep state, you don't have like that term, but the P they just were going to get after him and not let him uh, move forward. So, you know, he went through that whole episode, and he understands how when they have their hooks in you, they're not letting go unless right. just forced. Mm -hmm. And so he's kind of the, uh, among the people behind this and saying this is a wake-up call. So so I want to go back to, I think the little clip I played, this is from the introduction you're doing of Clay Clark. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, yeah. yep. And so, so we, we, we wanted to introduce Clay and because and a lot of people, like you said, you know, just kind of like, who is this guy and where did he come from? And and uh, you know getting to know him you know he's an extraordinary business mind I mean just watching him operate uh, he just is like a fish in water when it comes to uh, business and, and systems and everything else is amazing um, and so we wanted to kind of introduce that give people a little bit of background and he's also very funny you know and and, and hilarious yes, and yeah you can tell in the clip uh, and so when we um, uh, but then also what we wanted to do was to incorporate the broader story of America into into this series. So in the first episode, we not only get to know Clay, we get a little bit of General Flynn's story, but we also uh, we also brought in William Federer, who uh, is an extraordinary historian, and he gives us some context to where we were back prior to the revolution and the tyranny that we were facing then, and which is very, very similar to the tyranny that we are facing now. I mean, uh, putting uh, limitations on gatherings, like. You can't do that. <laughs> they can't do that, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But I mean, they were limiting people down to five people or twelve. Five, five Christians. Yeah, five people, twelve people. You know, you couldn't mm -hmm. you couldn't get together and talk about religious things. Mm -hmm. You know, things like that before. You know, the, the police would bust in, and and it's like, well, they're doing that today. You know, mm -hmm. and so the interesting thing for me was to find that out and to draw mm -hmm. parallels because I feel like when. You know, as we wake up, right? As we wake up, the, the, the film is called Reawakening. As we wake up, we, we're, we're disoriented, mm -hmm. right? We're disoriented. We need, you know, it's like when we wake up uh, from sleeping uh, and we don't quite know who we are. You ever been in a place where all of a sudden you're like, you wake up you're like at a hotel and you're like, you don't even remember who you are, where you are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's like, it happens all the time to people that travel. And so I feel like that's, uh, that's what we are as a collective, right? As, as, as America, we're, and the world really, I mean, we're waking up to this idea that tyranny exists, mm -hmm. that there's evil in the world, and they really don't like humanity, and they really want to do whatever they can to put us back under their boot. And when we, when we get disoriented like that, we need something to ground us. And so I really loved how the first episode came about because we kind of ground people back to that, hey, we faced tyranny before, mm -hmm. and this is how our founders beat it and beat it back. And the principles of liberty still apply today. And so we can apply those same principles of liberty and face the same tyranny. I love this. And actually, neither of you probably have ever listened to my show, which is okay. We can still be friends. But my <laughs> show is dedicated to talking about exactly what you're saying, what America is supposed to be, the promise from America's founding, the, the concept that what our founders created was supposed to be unique in all. It was mm. was unique in all of, America, of world history. It was radical. And it was this, this, uh, this country, this, this culture rooted in freedom, the promise of individual liberty. Uh, we the people are the governor of the governors that we have rights from God, as I always throw in, because we were born. That's what really mm -hmm. the Declaration is saying. It's because you exist, you have rights from God. And that was a radical concept. And the founders tried to say that, mm -hmm. and they tried to, that's how they built a country around that. And I think over the decades, and in fact, especially in recent decades, we've had a, it, it's not a, if there was a wild you know, pronouncement from on high, we're taking all your freedom away, you would have people react. But if you just, little by little, well, we're not really changing America, but mm -hmm. you know, you, you can't really have your business open until we tell you, and you right. can't really do this. So we lose it because we're not connecting dots. That's one thing I think Clay Clark's events do. 
they connect dots for people. Mm -hmm. they, and I love that you have William Federer on. I've had him on my show too. He, um, I mean, he's an extraordinary, his, mm. not just historian, but a um, philosophical historian. Kind of an apologist in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's really extraordinary. I mean, we, we interviewed him for three and a half hours. The only reason he, we stopped is we had to go. Because we had to go. <laughs> well, our yeah. whole team I, were just I sitting mean, there dumbfounded. But, but he, he never refers to a note. I mean, he's uh -huh. just got everything in his head. It's just in his walking in historical encyclopedia, just rattling off names and dates and stories and context and mm -hmm. back. And it was just amazing. Yeah. And yeah. He, he will be throughout all four episodes. And he's going to be throughout all four episodes because I really feel like that's important because, like I said, we need to ground people back mm -hmm to and remind people because you know this day and age i mean we're, we, we, our memory is pretty much just com uh, is is completely dependent on the last news cycle i mean it's like we don't even remember what happened six months ago you right. know like there's been so many times that people have watched the film and and uh and they go oh i remember that happened how did i forget that yeah. you know like yes. we and that's why we we started off the film with the quote from c.s lewis where it's like people don't need to be taught so much as they need to be reminded and because when we're reminded of, tr when, we're, when we're told truth, there's something inside of us mm -hmm. that kind of goes. Our spirit. Oh, connection. yep, I, right, yeah, right. that's true. That, How did I know that that's right. true? I so may like not have heard that before. There's, yeah, exactly. That's true. Yep. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the part, before I launch in more detail, yeah. the four parts are, one is introducing Clay Clark. The four parts of what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. It, well, right. it's introducing Clay Clark, but it's also giving that context to America. And, it, and also Pastor Arter is in there. Uh, uh, Sean, uh, Sean Foyt mm -hmm. is, is also featured as well, and, and General Flynn. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of weave things together. It's like I'm really big on like weaving stuff together and telling the story that kind of feels all interconnected um, because I want people to, go, to, to be entertained. I, want, I don't want to just yeah. provide a dry documentary that people are like, okay, well, I'm going to sit through. Like, yet. no, the, people, people have told, uh, we, we got a, a um, comment on CloudHub mm -hmm. that one lady says, I laughed. I cried, I got angry, and I yeah. walked through forgiveness mm -hmm. wow. watching this documentary. And you're yeah. like, wow, that means yeah. extraordinary. So that's part one. What mm -hmm. you just yeah. described is all yep. part one. There's yep. going to be four parts. So then part two is? Medical tyranny. And then there's oh, yeah. going to be the election fraud. And then we're going to end with the Great Reset. And really, to me, the way that the, the, the story is kind of shaping up is that, you know, we were created by God. Mm -hmm. We were created by God and we were created in the image of God. And God gave some extraordinary principles laid down to the Israelites, which our founders were inspired by, yes. right? And that we cover that in the documentary as well. And, uh, and so he, God has a plan and a, and a purpose, right? And so hopefully by the end of this documentary, when we get to the Great Reset, it's not to scare people, it's yeah. to show people wait, why do we need the Great Reset? We're already made in the image of God. Mm -hmm. We're we're, we, we bear his image. And, and why, do, why do we need to reset anything? We just need to celebrate humanity for, for the amazing creation that it is. I love that. You may not get, uh, get, be totally with this idea, but I've been, we uh, had a piece on our website that just said 1776 was the Great Reset. For human, for in human history, it was the Great Agreed. Reset. Yeah. Okay, so the other character, I, I, first of all, I love the General Flynn in there. I'm sure he's fun to work with. He's, yeah. Yeah, really, <laughs> really. Um, amazing. He is a great and, guy. And brave. And, uh -huh. and he's brave. an amazingly brave person. Okay, I love this medical tyranny part. I have covered COVID so much on this show, mainly because I feel frustrated by the spirit of fear that has okay. just infused society. And there's a doctor coming on my show next week, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, who's written a book, he's a psychiatrist, has written, has written a book about how watching the, the, the manipulation of fear yeah. in American society in response to COVID, mm -hmm. and then you just become submissive and obedient. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I mean, tell me, what, what are you planning on the medical tyranny part? Like, do, what are you gonna be? Well, and we've got some exciting stuff, but I think first of all, we um, personally raised a severely disabled son for 21 years. And okay. so he was born with a rare genetic syndrome and he was born with failure to thrive. Average age of death of the year, second average was uh, 12 and the oldest living was between 23 and 24 and he, he lived until he was almost 21 years old. And for us to have actually walked through that and, mm -hmm. and having somebody that was fragile, um, we, he just did life with us. He did everything. Our kids were in school and he'd come to school with them and we would just ask people to do what we thought was common sense. If, you, if you're sick, don't come over. If somebody in your family's sick, don't come over. Wash your hands, practice all those things. So when COVID actually hit, it didn't change our world very much yeah. because we had already been dealing with somebody that was very sensitive that you have to be responsible for, but we also didn't stop doing life. 
And so when we started finding out that there was doctors that had solutions, that had, had tried to share these solutions and, and um, getting introduced to Dr. Bartlett and different ones that um, Dr. Stella Emanuel, Dr. Simone Gold, all these doctors that are trying to actually say, hey, we're, we're honoring our Hippocratic Oath and we are actually trying right. to heal people and get them this information. Why is it being silenced? Um, so we, we have had the pleasure of inter being introduced to them and interviewing, I don't know how many doctors we've interviewed. It's been a lot. And just doing all the research. One of my favorite interviews that or I don't know if it was an interview, but it was just a setting. We had Tom Renz, which is a lawyer, and we had Dr. Christiana Northrup, and we had Dr. Artis, and we had Dr. Uh, Rob Marsh, all around a fireplace. Just and Dr. Naputi. And Dr. Naputi, all just having a conversation. And we didn't ask a question. We just stuck them all together, yeah, and we, we just got filmed to it, listen to them. Yeah. It's, it's going to be in the second episode. And it, oh, great. sounds and, great. And it was so beautiful, because Dr. Northrup was in this beautiful, colorful dress, and it's around this fire pit, and these gentlemen are just sharing from their heart. But we actually go into um, one of the interviews we haven't got yet. We want to get uh, Dr. Martin and talk about the patents, and we want to follow the history yep. of what has taken place and how COVID is not this accidental thing yeah. that just showed up, that it was created. They have patents. Why these, um, why these shots are not actually vaccines? That we've changed the term vaccine. We got to interview Dr. Um, not Dr. We got to interview Robert Kennedy Jr. and he shared a lot of really great, insightful mm -hmm. things. And so I think that um, we'll we'll be able to share a lot with people, give them some information. If they and, and we're not saying that COVID's not real either. We're saying that it's real. There's treatments for it. Don't be afraid. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be wearing a mask. The masks are not helping anything. And the difference is, and I talked to Dr. Rob Marsh because he's a surgeon. This is what he does. So when he does surgery, he has to wear a mask. So this is one of our things that people say, well, well, surgeons wear masks. Masks work. He says, you know, I can't touch the mask. I have to actually put on my gloves. I have to do this whole thing. Then you put the mask on. You don't touch it while you're doing surgery. And all of these things that we will put masks on, we'll put masks off. And, and what it's made for and what they're, what they're telling the, uh, the global public that it is for are two different things. Oh, yeah. In fact, I've been over that my show many times with doctors. I think it was Simone Gold who started this thing saying that wearing a mask to prevent the tiny little uh, virus is like building a chain link fence to keep mosquitoes out. Right. Yeah. It's just pointless. Yeah. Which was really, that's a great, I love visuals like that. Yeah. You can, you know, and I'm going to remember that because it's very visual. Yeah. Uh, and the doctors in the hospitals in surgery is to prevent the release of uh, sweat, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. you know, spit. I mean, just you just don't want to have... Uh, natural things from your body when you're opening up someone and doing surgery. That's the point right. of masks. Yeah. And, and I think that, but that became an easy thing for people oh, yeah. who, you know, who advocate the kind of suppression to say, well, you know, I mean, doctors wear them in the hospital, so why shouldn't you? So yeah. I love them. I love everything you're heading on the medical tyranny thing. And I also just think, you know, I do this talk show four days a week and I, I have been over many, many issues. Somehow watching a film mm -hmm. it is, mm -hmm. it, it, can be more memorable, mm -hmm. especially because you're entertaining the way you, you set things forth. This is a public service, really, to, mm. to be doing what you're doing. Okay, so you're going to hit election fraud. Another, as, as Trump would say, huge issue yeah. that I talk about on my show all the time. So where are you going with election fraud? Well, first yeah. of all, let me just go ahead and let people know where they can find it. If you can go to reawakeningseries.com mm -hmm. right now, you can just, you, that's how we do it. And what we did there, people ask like us all the time, like, is this going to be on, uh, you know, this is going to be on Amazon or is this going to be on iTunes, right? And I'm like, why would I put, why, why would I make a, a film that goes against the deep state narrative and then put it on deep state platforms? We created our own website. It's reawakeningseries.com. You can go there for as little as $20. You get the film, plus you get a copy of the Trump I Know for free. And you just go access it on our site. You get uh, uh, mailed a uh, membership to our site and then like a password and you just go in there and, it's, and you just you can watch the films. Uh, and there's other packages as well. And it's also kind of a crowdfunding thing because as uh, episode one does really, really well, then we can go on and make episodes two, three, and four and finish out the series. We kind of mm -hmm. created episode one as a pilot. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but election fraud, um, what we're gonna do is, uh, we, we actually was at the Cyber Symposium uh, with, with, uh, with Mike Lindell, um, and so we got to film a lot there. Um, and then uh, we've we've interviewed uh, Mike Lindell. We've interviewed um, Wendy, Rogers. Wendy Rogers and Dr. Uh, Douglas Frank. We did get Douglas Frank mm -hmm. there as well. Uh, Seth Keschel, you know. Yeah. And so um, the way that we're kind of working it out is what I'm hoping to do is create something that 
when you, you know, like, like I said, somebody who's just woken up, maybe it's somebody that's just starting to ask questions, mm -hmm. and you can be able to put this in front of them and say, hey, let's watch this film together. It'd be entertaining, it's cathartic, it's actually like, like I said, a, it feels like a movie, yeah. right? But then you're able to go from, here's the history of our country and where tyranny was when our founders yeah. started the country. Here's how medical tyranny is now the tyranny, the, literally the tyranny of the urgent. Like the, 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 this is the, the current tyranny that we're facing, right? And then how that bled over into the election fraud stuff mm -hmm. and how that then is now leading towards this destabilization so that they can they can push this great reset stuff and we can go into this globalist agenda and uh and so hopefully by the time uh people get done watching it they'll kind of feel oriented you know because yeah. with podcasts and with you know shows like yours that are like daily shows um they're great and they you know obviously are you know provide a, a huge niche um uh, of service you know but when it comes to some of the context that we need as human beings, we need some of those longer form documentary stories to help provide context for what's going on. Because when somebody's just now waking up, maybe they can't go back and listen to five years worth of backlog of podcasts to kind of catch up with what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. They might need something that's a little bit more, uh, you know, like I said, entertaining, something that's a little bit more interesting, more concise. More concise and something that just provides context to the larger idea. Mm -hmm. I love that thought. And I will tell you that, you know, when you are trying to persuade one-on-one -on -one with someone and someone's pretty entrenched in how they see things, and so you're saying, well, actually what you think might not be true. Think of this, think of this, think of this. Mm -hmm. The one-on-one -on -one feeling can be, people may have a defensive reaction. Mm -hmm. Well, you don't know. I'm just as smart as you, and I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But there's something, the film is like a third party. Mm -hmm. It's like a not confrontational, just laying it out and with all the experts you have, and I'm sure they're clear on what they rely on and why they're experts. It's like watching something that you're not being confronted. And I think that may help people listen more, embrace mm -hmm. it more, and just say, well, I'm gonna think about that myself. Because mostly sharing, whether it's sharing your faith, sharing anything else, people take it in when, and it becomes mm -hmm. their own when they get to it themselves, not exactly. when they just got told this is what you must think. That's a huge, huge advantage of, of, of this. And I like the uh, sequencing of all this, ending up with explaining the Great Reset, because mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I, the Great Reset mentality, I think many Americans have read about the World Economic Forum, they've read about you know, Agenda 20, whatever it used to be, now it's 2030, they've heard of Klaus Schwab, they've heard the of The 21's almost done. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, we got it. that mark. Yeah, yeah, right, we missed um, that one. But, but they've heard of these people, and it seems, abstract and it mm -hmm. seems outside of America and you think well okay there's some loopy people in the world but this is America mm -hmm. and so we don't have to worry about what these crazy people think but actually helping them see that we Americans are being played and manipulated and rolled mm -hmm. into agreement with or submission to the Great Reset I, I think that's that's really clever. I mean, well, it, as a sequence, yeah. and yeah, and I, I mean, I assume it's all so on the Great Reset. I mean, you're going to interview Klaus Schwab or what are you going to do? Give us contact information. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking to me is so weird. No. <laughs> no, it's interesting what you said there because um, you know the the. Uh, the way that we put this together was for people to to feel like they were having an experience. Mm -hmm. We don't have a narrator, yeah. uh, which is which is difficult to do, especially when you're talking about like a political or like a patriot documentary. Um, most of the documentaries in our space are you know people that have narrated or they kind of like fill in the gaps and they give history and all that other stuff. And and we uh, we worked really hard. It was actually a challenge that I set myself up as a director. To, to do it without a narration. Yeah. Because, I, because I wanted people, and also to use visuals that kind of like clue in this idea, like I was saying, like of waking up or being disoriented. And, and so I'm, I'm, I hope that when people have the experience of watching the documentary, that they have that experience of just kind of floating through you know, these interviews and really this first person perspective and, and you know, begin to start asking the questions themselves. Mm -hmm. and, and we kind of presented it, uh, you know, some of the best uh, pieces from the interviews were people that would just kind of like, they would ask a question or they would share like some information that would lead to a question. And so it causes people to think. And because that's not, um, our, our job as storytellers is not to tell you how to think. Mm -hmm. Our job as storytellers is to give you questions to think upon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, and so you're not really, now that I'm hearing all you're doing, you're not, 
I mean, are you going to these uh, Clay Clark events around the country, which, uh, which I, I will, if I get my happy listeners, if I get the time, I'll run through some of the things he's done. Because everything you're hearing about Clay Clark doing and pulling these events together around the country, he also has an entire series he does with business uh, people, people mm -hmm. owning business, explaining to them, you know, as he figures out how business can run, he's got a Thrive Time is the name of his show, or was, I think it still is the name of his show, mm -hmm. Thrive Time, and he talks about how anyone can make a business successful. He actually just continually works to share what he's learned, get other people inspired so business owners can find a way to make themselves profitable, to put his model into place. He's just really a, uh, he's just an amazing character. So back to you. Are you going to be recording during these uh, these upcoming events, these, the uh, reawakening tour? Are you recording the speakers? Is that part of what you're doing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so we've, um, uh, at a few of the events, we've taken different speakers, because they're all in one location, and then we have taken them into a different room and done interviews oh. with them there. So we're not doing any of the live event productions. That's not our, our okay. Our, our mm -hmm. area of expertise and so we have interviewed 82 people, 82 so, far. people so far now now that we're down to this and we're just in post-production there's a few strategic uh, interviews that we want to get because now we're going oh, okay we have some missing pieces so like I said Dr. David Martin would be one of those ones Matt and I were listening to him I, I think we were traveling to Colorado Springs or something mm -hmm. and both of us were going oh my goodness this information needs to be heard yeah but we've done um, Carrie Madey we've done uh, what's um, Carrie Kingston Karen Kingston. Karen Kingston, um, Ann Vandersteel. We've done just a ton of different interviews. And so now just bringing their wealth of expertise and then giving people the resources because the next thing is, is people are going to find out and then they need to do the research. They need to find out mm -hmm. for themselves and actually say, well, that's not what I'm hearing, and, and you know, I'm confused, and then they can go actually and check yeah. it out. That's a huge thing to send people things so they can look up themselves. It's that, that feeling of, I got this myself mm -hmm. and therefore mm -hmm. I fully embraced it. Well, and I also wanted to capture, you know, it's like, because this is an event, right? And, and Clay is really generous with, mm -hmm. uh, with the event and with the content and he puts all the content up on, on yeah. Thrive Time. And, and so if you wanted to watch any one of the speakers, uh, we absolutely recommend going to any of the, yes. these conferences because there's nothing like rubbing elbows, you know, with fellow patriots and especially in your area and you kind of start building. The, I've seen like local coalitions and things yes. like that start, mm -hmm. which I think is really extraordinarily important. Um, but uh, so w with the documentary, what we so that all so all that being said is that the information. The, these TED Talks that he does at these conferences are really available online. So anybody could go and watch them if they mm -hmm. wanted to. So, but so the documentary, what I wanted to get, capture and, and give people was something they, they couldn't find online, mm -hmm. that they couldn't find by going yeah. to the, mm -hmm. the conferences. So we, like Joy said, we got behind closed doors interviews mm -hmm. with them uh, and, we're, and we're weaving it together in a way that's just an experience like what you're not going to experience by just going to the conferences yourself. So, good. so even though you're going, even those the people that go yep. to the conferences, we still encourage them to, to, you know, to watch the documentary because they're going to get so much more out of it because yep. like William Federer isn't even a part of the, the series. Uh, he, he should be. He's not a part of the, of the conferences. And, uh, and he provided such amazing yeah. content and just kind of like the way everything kind of wove together with the history and the current events. And then, you know, the, the story about Clay and Pastor Arter's story and how mm -hmm. everything all just kind of wove together. It really, I mean, I, I, I'm really proud of it. I think yeah. it turned out really beautifully. Yeah. I could not, it just sounds wonderful. I was going to ask you, you threw it out once, but I want to make sure we say it again. How people can access these. Yes. They can, and so it's reawakeningseries.com. Reawakeningseries.com. And, uh, and then uh, you just go down and you select any one of the packages. If you use the, uh, the promo code DebbieG, mm -hmm. you get 10% off. And you also get entered in to win uh, two free tickets to an upcoming event uh, and a exclusive backstage pass to meet General Flynn and some of the other uh, guests. So we'll be announcing who wins a trip to, to uh, Phoenix mm -hmm. uh, in the next couple of weeks uh, because Dallas is obviously tomorrow. So, yes, um, it is. yes. So, uh, so yes, use the promo code Debbie G at reawakening series.com. You save 10% and you get entered to win those tickets. Mm -hmm. I like that last part you said about use Debbie G. Okay. Actually, <laughs> we are going to go in a moment, uh, do our little, my pillow pitch, but, um, I am, I'm so grateful that you're doing this. I mean, you really brought years of expertise that you both had developed. I love that you work together, husband and wife. We, we are, my, my husband and I are very, 
work together all the time too. So it's a really wonderful thing, uh, and you really can. You know, um, you understand each other's thinking. It's just a, it's a beautiful thing to work together. So, um, I, any last comments about what people should do to follow you, watch you? Because I, I'm thrilled with what you're doing. Well, thank you. Oh my! Um, so you can go to our website, um, SparrowPictures.com. Um, we have an Instagram page. We've got uh, we have we currently have a Facebook page because of the previous work that we've done. I worked on a film called Unplanned. Um, our Twitter account got taken down, that, and then that took us into the Trump. I know so some of our stuff isn't uh, out there in the mainstream public for it to see, but you can follow us at SparrowPictures.com in the Reawakening series. I'm sorry, follow us at Say It Again Sparrow, Sparrow Pictures, which is S P E R O Pictures.com. Mm -hmm. And then Reawakening, we have our Reawakening series on CloudHub. Mm -hmm and also on Telegram. Yep. And so that's where people, that's where we're kind of the most active right now. I've been urging our listeners to go to Telegram. I mean, yeah. just the people really in the fight on all these big issues mm -hmm. um, are, are, really, are there. Really good information on Telegram right now. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Really good information. It's kind of amazing because, you know, do, starting the show in 2014, what websites I would kind of, oh, check this, check this, check this. And now Telegram is like, well, you can pretty much get a, pretty solid smattering of what's occurring and often before it makes uh, even very updated websites. It's, oh, absolutely. It's yeah. yeah. Well, um, Matt and Joy, this was just so much fun to have you. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Appreciate very much what you're doing. Well, thank, thank you, you Debbie. We're excited us. to be here. Thank you. Just loved it. Okay, folks. So I, I loved having them here and um, I really do encourage you to go. I actually got sidetracked today trying to get ready for the show uh, because if you go and look at what they're doing, you understand it's extremely entertaining. The films are there. So uh, I urge you to do that. I'm going to hit uh, one more story I want to tell, but before I do that, I want to briefly remind you again that Christmas is coming, the geese are getting fat, and it's time, so some of you might be buying Christmas gifts, I want to urge you to consider going to MyPillow.com. And the reason I like you to do that is because MyPillow.com, founded by, you can see Mr. Michael Lindell standing right there, you see in the bottom, MyPillow.com, what you do, you go, you can pick, and get yourself a Christmas gift. You can get you know, really comfortable slippers, I swear, I, have, I don't like a lot of shoes. I love these slippers, bathrobes, towels, sheets, all sorts of good things. And when you go to MyPillow.com, do your shopping, and then at the end, the promo code put in Debbie G, you get up to 66% off. Um, I get a small percentage, and it's a great way to uh, basically tell, a uh, great way to keep yourselves free from the anti-American leftism that's attacking my pillow. It's a great way to get discounted, very high quality products. I love their pillows. Our, our house is filled with their pillows, love their products. Just want to encourage you to do that and use WG up to 6% off, and that is uh, a great thing. Okay, my one final thing for today, uh, I want to hit very uh, briefly, I want to hit this story, I, this leftist agenda is killing America. That's what I call this. And I'll tell you that I do uh, media interviews sometimes on other um, uh, other networks. And so one that they happened to call me on, um, I don't know what day it was, Monday, I think, and said, you know, this is a really great story. Would you please... Uh, you know, come on, I did an interview about it. It's basically is a story uh, about all the ways that the anti-American left's policies are actually not just not helpful, too radical, but are actually, and I mean the word killing, I'm gonna run through what this guy was saying. Before I do that, before I get to what I wanna share in this story, I wanna make a point about something um, that I think is really important uh, and to understand about politics in America. It may be in the past that the politics in America were, you know, battles about tax rates and, you know, how much more should we tax the rich, uh, whether we ought to have, you know, some expansion of some program, what foreign policy we should have. There were all sorts of genuine issues that Americans would, uh, you know, on both sides of the aisle would debate and have different viewpoints on. And that was the old America. Where we are now in 2021, I want to make very clear, and I've said it before, but, uh, you know, it's uh, just cannot, it just couldn't be more important to understand. The Marxist, socialist, communist movement in this world, in this universe, and we've had, you know, Marxism um, on hand uh, on the world scene since Marx wrote, we had, you know, Lenin, we've had all sorts of leftists advocating for Marxism, socialism, communism, and a rise in sometimes when it seems more popular and some countries embrace it and other countries reject it. But Marxism, and I lump them all together, do not get caught up in some kind of finicky distinction, nuanced distinction. Marxism, socialism, communism, 
that cabal of ism, the basic concept of them all being that the government has the right to control your life, to control the economy, control your property, control how you live, what you're allowed to do. The whole concept of government-controlled society, tyrannical government, is on the march in this world. You may think there are very few communist countries left. People say, hey, you know, all there really is, there's Cuba, there's China, there's Venezuela, you know, maybe some other countries have some very soft socialism. But the intellectual push for, and it's not just intellectual, it's ideological, and it's on the ground work to push Marxism, socialism, communism, communism in this world is on the march. It's especially on the march in America. So 100 years ago when the communists came to America, they laid groundwork through their efforts to shape the, the academic world, uh, get very far leftist professors in places in academia. Then they had very far left people getting into the public school systems and the teachers unions and the unions of all kinds. And then you had Hollywood and the media in our country. We've had a push, an intellectual push, an ideological, uh, more than just a push, a radical, radical agenda at work in America for 100 years trying to pull away at the roots of America's unique greatness and to denigrate America's greatness, to characterize America as somehow a bad country, characterize freedom as bad, capitalism as bad. What we're, where we are in 2021 and almost 2022, we are looking at the culmination of this 100 plus year push to change America from a country rooted in the ideas of the founding and push it over the cliff into a country rooted in and governed by the ideas of Marxism, socialism, communism. If the Cubans had invaded Florida and militarily forced communism, forced the conversation, we would have recognized it. We would have said, wait a minute, we're not communists, we're not doing that. But that isn't the, the danger we're facing. The danger we're facing is actually far more sinister, far more alarming, because it's an ideological mindset that is embraced by a vast swath of people, the people who run the Democrat Party, the people who are in charge of the, the anti-American left in this country, the ideological forces in America to destroy love of America, love of freedom, love of the ideas of our founding, those very, uh, the forces trying to destroy those now have control in Washington. It's really important to understand the Democrats in power did not run on saying, we're going for a Marxist takeover. We're going for a socialist takeover. They're just doing it. They're not calling it. They're not acknowledging what they're doing. They're just doing it. They're putting in place policies. They're putting in place you know, policies that are destructive of America. I'm going to get to the a moment when I say their policies are killing America because they are killing America. But the leftist mentality is, has invaded, infected uh, the f policy in, on the American left for decades. And we're now at the point where those people who have always wanted to destroy the foundational premises of America, those people who hate the idea that individuals have individual freedom and constitutional rights and the right to freedom of speech and religion and assembly and the right to own private property. There are tyrants in this world who've always hated those ideas hated the notion that the individual people, the peasants, dare to think they get to rule the country. That is the premise of America. And now where we are today in 2021, these people who simply deplore the idea of the founding of the founding ideas of America, they're in power. They didn't, Biden didn't run on it. You know, Harris, none of the people in power, Harris did not run on, we're going to do the Marxist takedown of America. They're just doing it. They're doing it right in front of our eyes. As Frank Gaffney said in the show yesterday, the Biden administration policies are taking a wrecking ball to every aspect of American life, culture, institutions, societies, freedoms. It's a wrecking ball operation out of the Biden administration, all trending toward the, the, uh, what they see as the best thing, the, the notion that we in America are going to lose our place, lose the, uh, our place as a, the, the beacon of freedom, the symbol to the world that people can be self-governing. Those leftists are now in power. Last night I gave a speech, and I, uh, 
at this, anyway, this great club, great, great group, gave a speech, and at the end, one of the person, people said in the Q&A, you know, you talked about the leftists, and you talked about the kumbaya leftists who want to sit around and talk about hurt feelings, and she's saying, saying, yeah, there are those people, you know, there are people who are sucked into socialism and think somehow if we could be a socialist or communist country, everything will be equal and everything will be fair. And I call them the kumbaya socialists because they, they're not really um, ideologues. They're not driven for power. They're not driven to destroy America. They're just young, as Limbaugh used to call them, skulls full of mush. They think somehow you can have an America with socialism and communism in place and everything will be fair and equal and nobody will want for anything. And everything will be just wonderful. Those are the kumbaya socialists. And, and they're one problem. They are just ignorant. But the bigger problem and the real battle we're in in America, why I talk about in the show all the time, is that the people who t seized power, for example, in Cuba, you know, when Castro ran, he didn't say, I'm going to destroy freedom in this country. I am going to, you know, make us a landlocked island, make us a, a locked-in island. No one's going to be allowed to leave. I'm going to seize all your weapons. I'm going to seize control of all your property. You're going to live in fear of the government. He didn't run on that. He just did it after he was elected, running on promises very similar to what the American left puts out to America today. I'm going to make things fair. I'm going to make things free. We're throwing off the, you know, the old and bringing in the new. So Castro runs on that, gets power. And as you know, Cubans suffer in misery, poverty, no freedom, no ability to have the rights that we Americans take for granted. This is how totalitarian Marxist communists work. It's how communists work. They don't tell you when they're coming to power what they're going to do. Same thing occurred in Venezuela. You didn't have Hugo Chavez running on, you know, I'm going to make this country miserable. When I get control, I'm going to take possession of everything. You're going to have basically no private property. You're going to be starving. You're not going to have enough money. You're not going to have enough food. We're going to destroy the country. He didn't run on that. He didn't run on saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to destroy this place. He just took power and then can never get rid of him. As the Cubans can never get rid of Castro, you have in Venezuela, you had Chavez ruling it, iron hand, misery, rounding up of political dissidents, never see them again. And then you had that moving over into Maduro, same, you know, same leader, you know, new leader, same tune. Understand that what we're looking at America, uh, in America is not the overnight kind of Cuba thing, but we are watching the government begin to chip away at the presumption of freedom upon which America was founded. Government chip away at, legitimize taking away your freedom, legitimize the idea that you don't really have the right to own everything you own, you don't really have the right uh, to have fair elections, you don't really have the right to have a secure border, you don't have, the, you don't have those rights. Government in our country today is bringing America down right before our very eyes. It's really important to understand this. If they ran on and told you, if Biden ran and said, hey, you know what, I'm in, we're going to abandon the borders, we're going to let millions, and we're at millions now, millions pour across the southern border, drug cartels, you know, field day, bringing in fentanyl, fentanyl and all sorts of other deadly drugs, and we're going to let them do it. We're going to let the sex traffickers and the child traffickers and the human traffickers, heyday, let them all in. We're going to let we're going to let all sorts of people come to America. No amnesty right to be here. No legal right to be here. Spread them around the country. If he told you that, you know, I don't. Th I think many of his voters or potential voters would have said no. When people are trying to destroy a country, when they're running for office, they don't tell you what they're going to do. They don't tell you. They don't tell you what they intend to do with respect to your private property rights, which if we get to the Green New Deal getting through, you will soon discover your loss of your property rights. So I want to get around to encourage you to think about what is really happening right before your very eyes. I want to talk just a tiny bit about the deadly policies that you are watching out of the Biden administration. And we all just kind of watch this. And, and I've used this expression before, and I want you to keep it in mind. You can't, in politics, focus on every tree. You got to, you know, they say you, you can't see the forest for the trees. You got to see the big picture forest. 
you must see what's happening to our country. If you, if you get hung up on just taxes, just border security, just energy policy, just abandonment of law and order and defunding police, you can argue on all these issues, but you must see all of the chaos being created in this country on a whole slew of issues. Those are the trees, tree, 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 tree. The forest is, the big picture is, we're watching the left gain power in Washington, inflict tyranny on the on individual Americans, strip away Americans' rights through chipping away at them, chipping away at what you think you is your freedom. COVID policy would be a great example. And at the end of this, if we don't stop them where they are, we're not going to have America anymore. So I want to run through just a few examples of how deadly, literally deadly, the Biden administration policies are. These are things you would never do to a country if you actually thought your goal, if your real goal was to protect it. I mentioned the border quite often. The reason I mentioned the border is, well, number one, because I live in Texas and our border is, is ridiculously wide open. But I mentioned the border because there is no rational explanation no logical explanation even being offered by the Biden administration as to why they have abandoned the border. They just do it. They just don't enforce it. They have, you know, here they're, oh yeah, we caught three people. Look at us, we're enforcing the border. The border is porous, millions pouring in, as they say, fentanyl and other drug traffickers, human traffickers, the drug cartel people, you know, terrorists from Middle Eastern countries, jihadists, I mean, that's what's coming over the southern border, and the Biden administration acts like they can't think of anything to do about it. No one trying to protect America and actually having at heart in the interests, having in their heart the interests of the American people would do what they are doing. They simply wouldn't do it. So you get the border is a huge one, the fentanyl, the drug cartels, uh, and the terrorists. Um, in addition to that, that alone should tell you this is not an administration trying to protect America. Now I want to talk about COVID and COVID policy. This is an era where, you know, we had, as, as, as you know, if you listen to my show, we've had effective treatments for COVID for virtually everyone available since the beginning of this pandemic. Since last year, we've had doctors in hydroxychloroquine, budesonide, ivermectin, and the government shut down those doctors in many cases, state boards and medical boards call the doctors in. You can't say that, even though the doctor is saying, what do you mean I can't say that? It's a legal drug. It's been legal for years. It's inexpensive. No one's making any money on it. And my patients who have COVID are getting better. But the, the medical establishment in the country said, no, can't talk about that. So people died, literally died, because they were being told by the administration, told by the uh, Fauci, NIH, CDC, the whole you know uh, alphabet soup up there, being told by them that nothing was effective to treat COVID and you just have to sit at home and wait till you're nearly dead and then go to the hospital and then they'll put you in a ventilator and you will be dead. And this is what was, was told. This is outrageous and it continues till today. Just, I think yesterday, the FDA had another thing out. We do not recommend ivermectin. And yet you have, of course, you know, doctors around the country in the thousands now, thousands signing on to petitions saying this is absurd of course people uh, are getting better with ivermectin so you have i mean that is that is a, a policy which we've been down many times this path many times a policy that seems to be rooted in uh, the pharmaceutical companies having uh, regulatory capture of the federal agencies that test the drugs that test the vaccines that allow the vaccines to be and and, and literal ownership co-ownership with the government of these pharmaceutical companies making billions on the sale of the vaccines, which are have themselves a huge problem. Again, you don't do these things when you have in your heart the actual the goal of the uh, best interests of the American people. You have the mandates that shut down businesses, people lost businesses, families that owned for generations. Uh, under the uh, aegis of saying, well, we can't have uh, businesses open. We have to have social distancing. Uh, no studies on the planet Earth still today are putting out, there are no studies showing social distancing helps. Did you realize that? No studies, they, they, just, they just say it. Um, you also have the left actually embracing this idea of defunding the police. So you have increased crime, increased death, increased murder, increased danger, and the left continues to push this. You know, we really should defund the police. This is a great idea. Let's reduce the number of police officers, increase the amount of chaos, increase the amount of crime, increase the fear. I mean, nobody would have those policies unless you were trying to destroy the country. 
trying to destroy the fabric, the sense of law and order in our country. We also have foreign policy leading to American death. So these policies I'm talking about, all leading unnecessarily to the death of innocent Americans. Another one had to do with Afghanistan, our departure from there. Not just the 13 brave American soldiers who lost their lives uh, because of the just chaotic, unplanned, uh, just absurd, with, with, okay, I don't want to call it a withdrawal plan. It wasn't a plan. It was just a withdrawal, get out of there, and there you go. So you have that plus all the people now suffering in Afghanistan, including Americans left behind. Uh, you, we also have the, um, the power grid issues. I'm going to run out of time, so I can't hit those today. I want to just say I really urge you to think strongly about the idea that leftists in this country since the time of the 1920s, when they began to try to think of how do we bring America down, America the great, the strong, the noble, the free, the land of opportunity, the land of freedom, how do we break it down? How do we tear it down? Because leftists, tyrannically minded people, socialists, Marxists, communists, hate the inherent idea of America that individuals have the right to live in freedom under God. They hate that idea. And so the left has pushed and gone along with and, and behaved and acted in, a, in lockstep with the ideas of Cloward Piven, which we've talked about many times, the Cloward Piven strategy, which was essentially to say, you know, create chaos and pretty soon people will be so frightened and scared, they'll, they'll just, whatever the government wants to do, they'll agree you can do because after all, uh, the chaos is making us nervous. Same thing with Saul Alinsky, the absolute tactics to bring down our society from, from the communist uh, Saul Alinsky, that's what we're watching right in front of us. And I, before I go to why it matters too, I want to say this. I know what I'm saying sounds like, wow, we are really in a world of hurt. We are in a world of hurt. We are. We are in a very dangerous place in America. This is not politics as usual. This is not two political parties squabbling over a difference in tax rate proposals. This is America the free, America of the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, America the free, or America, the living under the tyranny of the left, which you're already seeing start the way the, le the left is treating American citizens on the January 6th people who are sitting in uh, solitary confinement for the crime of trespass, the way Americans are being treated about COVID, COVID passports now in New York City, other places. You can't even go to a restaurant without a passport showing you had your vaccination. Even with all this terrible vaccination data, you're still forced to go. You can't look at the chaos America's experiencing on all these issues and more and conclude, well, you know, it might have been a mistake by the Biden administration, a miscalculation. Maybe they didn't know about this. Maybe you have to understand it's intentional creation of chaos. It, it's the same, the, the abandonment of the southern border, all the things we've been talking about, intentional creation of chaos intentional destruction, intentional turning Americans against each other with critical race theory and BLM and the 1619 Project, creating racial tension, creating racial hatred. This is intentional destruction of the culture and fabric of America. I still will tell you, as I've told you many times, America is not a 50-50 nation. They're not half Americans really loving what Biden's doing. It's not even 40%. It is a, I mean, it's maybe 35% of Americans actually thinking everything Biden is doing is great. And the vast majority of Americans are fully aware that what is going on is wrong. There's something terribly wrong in this country and they're right. I am full full of optimism and hope and actual belief that America the strong, America the free, America the brave, America the founding will emerge from this. The more people on board recognizing what the left is doing, the more people familiar with the tactics being used, the more people speaking up, getting involved, finding your foxhole, get in your foxhole and fight your fight, whether it's at the school boards over critical race theory or transgender bathroom issues Whatever it is, find your foxhole, be in the fight, because there's not going to be one individual politician or one event or one episode that's all of a sudden going to fix it all. To get America back out of the clutches of the radical left communists now running this country requires the, the activism, it requires the engagement of millions and millions of Americans standing up and speaking up for what America's supposed to be. 
I close the show every day by telling you why the stories we talked about today matter to you. So we started out talking about why crowds at the Clay Clark events. I just want you to know a little bit about him because he's really kind of, uh, he's a character of a Clay Clark, Tulsa-based, very successful entrepreneur, great lifelong instincts for reading consumer needs and desires, podcasting powerhouse, Christian American patriot. With the onset of COVID, Clark began to read the tea leaves. He saw the agenda of the radical left and its assault on freedom, free markets, and faith. He sensed the manufactured spirit of fear being created and spread in the USA. He launched Reawaken America tours with sellout crowds in major US cities, an extensive lineup of alternative media, patriot speakers ignored or censored by mainstream media. Every speaker has a unique message, all unified around love for America and the imperative to save America. In Dallas this weekend, I'm speaking on Saturday at noon. Leftist agenda killing America, Americans increasingly staggered by the defiant, destructive agenda of the Biden cabal. Americans must recognize this agenda does not reflect incompetence or mistake. It is massively destructive and it is intentional. Southern border open to millions of illegal immigrants, open to the free flow of fentanyl, open to the operation of drug cartels. COVID vaccine mandates, disrupting all manner of commerce, shutting, shutting businesses down, throwing people out of work, while known proven therapies are being formally denied and suppressed. Police being defunded, lawlessness exploding. U.S. military retention and recruitment gutted by critical race theory and DEI, diversity, um, equity and inclusion, obsession and vaccine mandates. So the military is being weakened. Fuel prices and prices throughout the economy is skyrocketing because of Biden's actions. Fort Dix, New Jersey, I didn't even get to this story. Fort Dix, Fort Dix New Jersey is now home to 70,000 Afghan refugees. Little New Jersey, Fort Dix, 70,000. That is a size of a, you know, bigger than many small towns in America. That's how many Afghan refugees in one place. What could go wrong? My very fine friends, I am Debbie Georgiatis. This is America Can We Talk, where I talk truth about America every single day, Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time. Our shows next week include a doctor, a psychiatrist, who's going to, he's written a book talking about the spirit of fear being planted in the minds and hearts of millions of Americans using COVID. We have another doctor coming on next week talking about he's treated now over 8,500 COVID patients, not lost one. And he's here to say there are plenty of effective treatments. He's kind of a holistic guy, so he'll be great too. Great shows coming up next week. And I again urge you to tune in to America Can We Talk every Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time because on America Can We Talk, I talk truth about America because America matters. And I'll talk to you next time. America Can We Talk? Truth About America.